0: Joe Biden keeps screwing up the country, and he's not finished yet. And uh, unfortunately, we are all going to pay for his malfeasance. And Andrew Cuomo may not be able to non- deny this one. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey! This is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Oh, this guy! My God! Not only is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris completely screwing up this country, but they're also trying to cover it up and they're doing a real piss poor job of covering anything up. Mind you, I don't think they care, which is why their cover-ups aren't doing real well, but hey, hey, their goals are being met and that's all that really counts. So the first area where it's it's really looking bad and the Biden administration actually looks really bad is the border right now. And the reason that Biden is looking really bad at the border right now is because Republicans with some ganas are actually going in and pointing this crap out now. This is fantastic. Trumpism is working here. We actually have a Republican party or at least a majority of the Republican Party who is just about sick and tired of this crap. So here's what's happening on the border, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It is an estimated 6,000 people are being picked up per day. That's close to 200,000 a month. About one hundred eighty to 190,000 people are being picked up at the border per month. That is nowhere, as much as Joe Biden wants to sit there and say, well, this is a seasonal thing, blah, blah, blah. Even at the worst point during the Trump administration, which I believe was March or April of 2018, he never got close to 180,000 being picked up a month. And mind you, when we talk about, let's say 150,000, let's say 180,000, because that stat comes from the Border Patrol. Let's just say it is 180000 a month. That's 50000 more than the Trump administration ever had to deal with at their worst moment in the four years. Makes you wonder, right, that there is kind of an issue here. Maybe you should deal with it. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. It is estimated that there will be, this year, 25,000 underaged, unattended children to cross the border this year. That's up. Get this, twenty four hundred percent from last year. Last year there were about thirteen hundred. And mind you, if you take but you take Trump's four years, you take um, Obama's eight years, and you take Bush's eight years, it still comes up to like half, not even half. I think the average is thirteen, fourteen hundred per year. It comes out to almost three times what Biden is facing now. And by the way, when I say when, what Biden's facing, Biden's not facing crap. He really isn't facing anything. It's us that's going to be facing it. Because Biden's gonna stay in one of his six mansions. That's an exaggeration. Sorry, it's like three mansions, not including the White House. And he's never gonna to have to deal with this. All we keep hearing from the Democrats is that, you know, these children, Trump separated children from their parents. Well, now their parents are sending them over and not even uh, uh, going over the border, which is dangerous right off the bat. They're not even going over with them. And we got to worry about reuniting parents with children. The parents let the children go. They don't care about their children. And you can hear the media, CNN specifically. MSNBC, you take MSNBC for a grain of salt because they actually believe in this crap. They're a bunch of socialists there. But to sit back and, and not even question the parents that are doing this? Oh my lord. The cartels are actually heard on camera saying they are making a ton of money. The Border Patrol has said they're making about $14 million a day day. And because the bo- the cartels are actually sitting back and talking to news media, they have no fear. They're not worried about it. The president of Mexico is extremely disturbed with the Biden administration. He said this last week. He's extremely disturbed with the Biden administration because his lack of attention on the border is leading to the cartels becoming more powerful in Mexico, which gives the Mexican president a whole lot of problems. He's having enough problems with the uh, with the cartels. Now the cartels are being enriched by the United States because of the open border policy. And it is an open border policy. The border centers are at 1,500% capacity, which means they are housing... 15 times the people that they can actually house. So what are the centers doing? There are a couple centers in Texas that they just found out this week that are actually just, hey, do you come in? They just release them. No tickets, no nothing. We talked about that last week. Well, there were 16 senators that went to the border, border centers and they just saw it happen. They are literally releasing illegal aliens criminals into you don't know who they are i'm sorry they could be covid positive they could be oh speaking of the covid positive 10 to 20% of those that cross the border illegally are covid positive and apparently they're don't have the testing there and they're just releasing them without testing so that brings us to another thing here's the thing again josie has a brother in mexico and he wants to come over legally And he's been waiting a really long time. And you know what's tragic? He's being kept in Mexico because they got to process all these people that are doing everything illegally. He's got lawyers in Mexico. He's got lawyers in the United States that are trying to come into this country. He asked me, I I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, he asked me, should I just cross illegally? And I told him, well, Probably not, because I think once the Biden administration goes away, you could probably get into trouble and have to wait another 10, 20 years to cross. I think you should probably wait. But I I don't know if that's even the right thing anymore. You can't tell. The Biden administration is now asking foster homes to uh, house... More children so they can stick illegal immigrants with unattended uh, unattended, and too young release them into foster care custody. This is up to 26 kids per foster home is what they're asking. They're not solving the problem. They're figuring out how to get these people into the country. Oh my Lord. It is just absolutely insane. And the Biden administration, the first thing you've got to be asking is, well, what are they doing about this? They got to be doing something about this. Yeah? No? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. They're doing something. Kamala Harris, the vice president has been appointed as border czar, whatever that is. What, is. what is the story with blaming Trump for being in the pocket of Putin, but everything is a czar, which is actually an old Russian leader? I don't know. But now Kamala Harris has been appointed border czar. Are, are they doing anything? No, Biden, neither Biden nor Harris has visited or even has plans to visit the border. That should be a red flag. That should be a red flag. And the reason it should be a red flag is they don't care about this because they want the people in this country because the Democrats are trying to create another voter base. That's what they're trying to do. Remember what I told you, allow the illegals in, allow the illegals into the infrastructure of the United States, then give them amnesty so they become citizens of the United States, then push them to vote. That is their idea. The the Biden administration, and we did talk about this, gave $86 million to the housing of illegals in hotels and opened other facilities, including a Texas football stadium. Huh, really? Meanwhile, what would be nice if we had the home, we've got, it's not like we don't have homeless problems anywhere. Like, you know, vets are homeless, mentally ill are homeless, the drug addicted are homeless. Why don't we spend that $86 million, which, by the way, is a trifle. That's not a lot of money in the long run. And the idea here is it's more of a, a virtue signal than anything else. But the fact is, why don't we use that $86 million to get those people off the street, to get them into recovery, to get them the mental help that they need? This, this whole thing is being made into an empathetic Joe Biden. This isn't empathy. Nothing here is empathy you should be empathetic with our own people. Again, Biden is a globalist. America first is not a thing because according to the Biden administration and the left, America is not a thing. We are a world, except Mexico, who's got their own problems and China, who deals with their own problems and Germany, who deals with their own problems. They don't care about the world. When, When push comes to shove, when the river hits the when the rubber hits the road and other platitudes like that, the countries matter most, not in the United States. The matters the country does not matter the most because the Democrats and the left are trying to destroy the country. And the way you destroy the country is say we're part of the world and blah 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 and empathy this and empathy that and these people are suffering and blah blah blah. None of that matters. Um, now we're hearing that illegal alien children are being taught in California. They're actually in classrooms in California. They're being taught to read. They're taught English, maybe not English. I don't know how they teach them. Taught math, science, things like that. Do you know who's not being taught in California? American kids. American kids have been out of the classroom for over a year. But again, this is the empathy. Empathy. You have empathy for illegal aliens, but you don't have empathy for your own people, for your own citizens. And by the way, when we talk about own people, own citizens, I want to be careful with that because that is sounds like a racial thing. It's not. I'm talking about there are a lot of Mexicans in this country that are naturalized and legal. Or even if they're not naturalized, they are legal. They're not being taught either. This is, this is a bad thing. There is a gag order for anyone seeing the border centers. So the media is not allowed to go into these overcrowded border centers. And by the way, they are horridly overcrowded. Un- inhumanely overcrowded. But here's the thing. The media even kind of leftist, not leftist, but more liberal media, is beginning to point this out. Here's Chris Wallace pointing something out to Jen Psaki, who is, by the way, an absolutely terrible uh, press coordinator, press secretary, and an absolute horrid liar. Listen to what Chris Wallace says to Jen Psaki and her response. At this point, in terms of allowing access to Border Patrol facilities for reporters, you are being less transparent than the Trump administration. The Trump administration was turning away kids at the border, sending them back on the treacherous journey, or they were ripping kids from the arms of their parents. We're not doing that. Uh, We are committed to allowing cameras into the Border Patrol facilities. Now, Now, Chris Wallace is not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. He didn't like Trump. You could tell he didn't like Trump. He sounded like a never trumper. And I know he's from Fox News, but that doesn't change the fact Fox News also has Juan Williams. So uh, the Fox News does break it up a little bit. Now, I like Chris Wallace. I do. And I don't I like him because it's it's a different spin. And I do listen to Chris Wallace. I I do like him. What he did to Trump during the debates was terrible. But the one thing Chris Wallace does, he is more of a journalist than anyone See, He'll point something out saying, this isn't transparency. And of course, Jen Psaki then goes into the empathetic mode. Well, we're not going to release kids. Oh, well, what are you doing with these kids? Yet, yeah, if you send the kids back, they are end up back with their parents. Their parents are the ones that are unempathetic, that are apathetic to the entire situation, letting their kids go. And the reality is, here's the thing. Holden Caulfield said this in Catcher in the Rye. You can't erase all the F-words in the wo- off all the walls in the world. You cannot repair other countries. You cannot repair bad parents. You cannot repair situations in other places. You need to fix the situations at home. Now, Holden Caulfield was saying that because he had so many problems, and he was trying to protect his sister from seeing the F-words uh, uh, that were graffitied on the walls. Kind of a weird... I know it's kind of a weird uh, analogy, but it does work here. We've got enough problems. Let's fix ourselves first and then worry about the problems in the world after. If we can even fix those problems. Trump's border pol- policy was empathetic. It said to send... Those children back to their parents. Right now, Biden's border policy is not empathetic. It's apathetic. Let him come over here and uh, we don't know what we're going to do with these kids. And uh, let's find foster homes or something. That's not empathy. What they should be doing is, then again, no one questions these parents that are letting these kids go over It is dangerous to go over the border. But no parent, because the parents are only thinking about, oh, chain migration. Once those kids become legal in this country, the parents will follow. This is the plan. This is the Biden administration plan. It's really disgusting. Finally, um, hiding what is happening on the border is getting really old. And Chris Wallace points this out. It's getting kind of old. Uh, We keep hearing this empathy and stuff. You're just not being transparent. You're hiding. Even Biden said in his only press conference that uh, you can see what's going on the border once I fix it. Oh, that's not exactly being transparent. That's saying I'm going to filter what you see. The Biden administration is sending out pictures of the areas and they're not so bad looking. But Ted Cruz... Went Ted Cruz and 16 others, including Lindsey Graham, went down to the border to see what was going on. And guess what? His film, not good. Not good. But then the Biden administration needs to continue their deal. He was actually uh, harassed by a, a Biden advisor who had just been hired. About him taking pictures of the border facilities, and she kept getting in the way of the camera. Listen to this. Listen to her. What a terrible human being! Please you don't want the, the pictures rules. taken. The rules are arbitrary, and Please they're designed the to keep and the and American the people, people dignity in the dark. and respect Are you respecting respect the, the rights of these this kids? This is not a zoo, sir. Please don't treat the people. You're right, and this is a dangerous place. Please don't treat the and people. And your policies, like this. unfortunately, me, are trying to hide them. I understand. I you are instructed. When 18 I senators ask you came to down please here. Please respect the people. Give them dignity respect and respect. I respect them and I want to fix this situation. We all want and to fix it, don't want this to And the administration you're working for is anymore. responsible for these conditions. In those pictures, it was people literally sitting on top of each other with mylar sheets. Mylar, uh, everyone keeps calling them like aluminum sheets. They're mylar sheets. And they, they the reason the mylar sheets are there is because they actually hold more heat. But they are literally on top of each other. This is, this is incredibly inhumane. And this broad sits there and says, respect their dignity? This isn't a zoo? No. I think Ben Shapiro said it. Yeah, no, a zoo is not going to have 75 lions into a room that holds 20 people. 20 lions. It is completely inhumane. Well, today, I'm just watching it on Fox News. Right at this moment, the Biden administration has allowed uh, some press into one of these border facilities. And guess what? There's no one there. What a shock. So they cleared out one border facility. Good for them. Good for them. But this is at one of the thing. things is I think that, first off, good for Ted Cruz, good for Lindsey Graham to go out there. They need to do this. But I also think the honeymoon is over. Almost over for the Biden administration when it comes to the media. And I don't just mean Fox News. I mean all of the media. Even CNN may come out very soon. And they have already said this is a crisis. The CNN might come out and say, okay, yeah, no, you need to let us see what's going on. And you should see this video. I'm watching it right now on Fox News. These guys are acting like there's no issue down there. There's literally open seats. There's lots of room. It's absolutely, really incredible. Absolutely incredible what I'm seeing. Compared to what Ted Cruz showed us this weekend. I'm sure the Biden administration is being completely transparent at this very moment. But that's not the worst part. Oh, the migrant crisis is bad. It's costing tons of money. But, oh, like I said, more money, more money, more money. Biden isn't finished spending. And this has a lot of people nervous. A lot of people nervous. Including liberal economists are getting very, very nervous. On Wednesday, Joe Biden will announce a three to four trillion dollar infrastructure bill. Now, mind you, this bill has absolutely nothing to do with keeping the government open. We haven't even we haven't even talked about that yet. All right. Biden has a a stepped recovery First will be the rescue bill, which ended up being $1.9 trillion, which basically rescued Democrats, Democrat-run cities and states from going broke. Only 10% of it had anything to do with COVID. And then there will be a recovery bill, which will be 3 to $4 trillion to pay for infrastructure improvements. The idea is the bill will create basically a bunch of government jobs to go in there and fix the infrastructure fix bridges roads blah 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 first off i hate this we don't need trillions of dollars being spent on infrastructure right now yes you can spend uh, you can spend some money to fix bridges that you think are going to fall apart and things like this but to spend that kind of money right after a year long closure of an economy is not a good thing. Republicans said they don't like it either. Republicans said, listen, we'll take a look at this bill. All right, but it better go towards infrastructure. We better not find out we're going to uh, study the womp rat in Pakistan for $10 million. The problem is I hate that too. In other words, I don't think we should be spending trillions of dollars on any infrastructure right now. Let's recover the economy. I also don't like it because I don't like when the government starts giving jobs. That's never worked. It's never worked. We can point to Venezuela. When Venezuela started hiring all these people to work on the oil refineries, and then we find out, oh, wait a minute. Um, Government's just going to take over those, those jobs altogether take over those businesses altogether. I think this is very dangerous when more money is being spent by the government to hire somebody than it is letting private uh, companies hire somebody. And I I tell you, it's never worked when 40% of the employees are actually government employees. It's never worked. It's always been bad. It seems to me... Not to mention, let's, 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 no, I'm going to talk about this when we talk about taxes because you know that's coming, right? Um, They're talking about making that $300 child credit that they made up that's supposed to go through the end of the year permanent. Where's the money going to come from? Even Josie, who's going to get $600 because she's got two kids or she has two kids, excuse me, be precise with my language. Even Josie says this is insane. This is the start of universal basic income. And this is insane. Where are you going to get the money? The people I live with love them so much. They have three kids. That's $900 they get a month just for having three kids. Biden is talking about another COVID stimulus bill. We haven't spent the money from the first COVID stimulus bill, which was under Trump. We haven't even spent the money. I haven't even gotten my check, which is going to be practically nothing, by the way, from the second rescue bill. And you're already looking at another $2 trillion bill? This is insane. You're talking in his first hundred days, days—it's not even a hundred days, it's 70, 80 days. Biden is looking to spend um, almost $10 trillion. This is, I will go this far. Not only is it idiotic, it is irresponsible. You are destroying the, you're destroying the country. Period. End of story. You're destroying the country. We don't have $10 trillion. We don't. There is no way that we're going... Even if you taxed everybody 100% of their income, you're still not going to have money for this. What they're doing is they're printing all this money. Inflation is going to go insane in two years if this is picked up. They said with just this $1.9 trillion, we are going to experience heavy inflation in three to four years. If you spend an additional three to four trillion, right now it's being reported, right now at this moment, it's being reported that his bill is gonna be four trillion. And then you add another, let's say trillion dollars on top of that for a nine trillion dollar bill, nine trillion spent in the first hundred days. There's no way this is gonna be paid off soon. And we can expect a crap load of taxes Huge inflation, possible austerity. Austerity because we're going to have to pay this back. Austerity is when other countries determine our economic, uh, economic directions, because we got loans from somebody. Where do we get them from? Other countries. Here, let me let me give it to you. Let me give it to you this way. Start investing in gold because gold's not going anywhere. When we got rid of the gold standard, that was a big mistake. <laughs> I, I'm investing in gold now. I, I just put like five grand into gold. All right. It, it, it'd be a great thing to actually go in there and start investing into gold. Not invest everything, but diversify a little bit. Because I got a feeling we're going to need that money. And gold is not susceptible. Gold, silver, platinum, polenium, They're not susceptible to inflation. Whereas my dollar, hey, be prepared for $10 for a gallon of milk. That's what's going to happen. Be prepared for 5 to $6 in gas. That's going to happen. The worst part about this whole thing, the whole idea they're doing here is they're trying to make people independent on the government. And that is the worst thing in the world. People need to be independent, period. They need to be individuals, And all this crap, everything, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Marxism, it's all learning to be independent, all learning to be dependent on the government. So here's the thing. And now the United States is beginning to realize, the Biden administration is beginning to realize this is becoming an issue. So we're beginning to talk about some things. We're beginning to talk about having to raise taxes. Duh. We are looking at $10 trillion in the first hundred days of the Biden administration. They don't, remember this, the government has no money. The government's money is my money, is your money. The government has no money. They don't make money. They don't give jobs. They're not hiring anybody. It's you and I that are hiring. It's just by proxy. So here's some of the plans they're trying to make. They want to raise taxes on any home, any home, any family home making $400,000 or more. This is probably BS, okay? Jen Psaki has already let the cat out of the bag and said they're looking at families making over $200,000 a year. But Biden said $400,000 a year. So let's give him the credit let's get them the benefit of the credit. I think it's crap. I think it's probably $200,000 a year. I'll give you a step further. I think it's going to be $75,000 a year that they're going to start raising taxes on. I don't think it's going to be $400,000. This is incredible. And that $400,000 is not based off the individual. It's based off the household income, which means they are not going to give a benefit of the individual. So if I live in a household where I make, uh, let's just say I make 300,000 a year and my wife makes 400,000 a year or $100,000 a year for the 400,000, they're going to tax us as if we're making individually $400,000 a year. This is on purpose. This is not an accident. And it's made to actually ignore the family unit in other words, they're trying to destroy the nuclear family. It's going to be cheaper if you just taxes are going to be cheaper. If those two people are not that one making 300,000 and the other making 100,000, they're actually not married. That's not an accident. They want to raise the corporate tax from 21 to 28%. There go jobs for the working class. By the way, all this stuff kills the lower classes. It does not hurt the rich. And the other problem with raising the corporate tax from 21% to 28% is it basically is it now, now you're attacking the Trump tax cuts. But all this stuff, all this stuff doesn't matter. It's still not going to be enough money, duh. The Democrats are going to have to get more creative on how to raise money and they're doing it right now. Stuff they're talking about, stuff that you see on press conferences on CNN and on on the the deals that aren't actually policy yet, are now looking like they might end up policy. Say goodbye to the Trump tax cuts. The Trump tax cuts affected everybody. They dropped from 30, I think it was 28% to 24% on each individual earner. Now, they always said that the tax cuts favored the rich. Well, yeah, if you make $100,000, that 4% is going to save you $4,000 a year. If you make $24,000, that is going to save you about $800 a year. So, yeah, uh, the uh, someone who earns more is going to save more taxes because it's based on a percentage. This is probably one of the reasons why the Democrats, the left, doesn't think math is a um, is a social construct for white supremacy. Because you if you actually do the math, it makes absolute sense why the rich are getting taxed less. So be prepared. Your taxes, everyone's taxes are going up. Say hello to Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. I talked about this before. I'm running long, but I've got some time, so I'll go for it. The wealth tax states that anyone earning over $50 million has to pay an additional 1% tax. Now, that doesn't sound insane, and that's what Elizabeth Warren is pointing. But do the math again. What is the what are the taxes on 1% on $50 million? Folks, that's an additional on top of the taxes they already pay, which 24%, and I went 24% on $50 million, is $12 million. And this applies not only to real wealth, but also projected wealth. So if I own property, that property may or may not be making me an income, but that property has value. They want to tax the value of that property. Not even what you're making off the property, which they also want to tax. So if I own stocks that are, have a projected value of $30 a share, but of course they're actually not worth $30 a share because they're stocks. Stocks have no real value. I'm going to get taxed on that property. That property might be worth a million dollars, but unless I sell it, it's not actually a million dollars. I'm going to get taxed on that. Oh, well, again, we talked about this earlier. I think it's unconstitutional. I don't think you can do that. But it's something you need to consider that that's what they want to pass anyway. So they're taxing you on something you don't even have. V- money you don't even have. People are going to have to sell their stocks. They're going to have to sell their real estate to pay taxes on income they don't have. Now, again, I don't think that's constitutional. I don't think you can double tax anybody. I believe it's, it's actually in the first, uh, it's in the Bill of Rights. You can't do it. But, but the reality is they're thinking about it. And then you got Pete Buttigieg who is a complete moron in the first place. He doesn't think we can raise gas prices, gas taxes. We can raise gas taxes anymore. Well, duh, we're already being charged like 33% gas tax. I'm pretty sure in California it's close to 50% gas tax. I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure. He wants to do a mileage tax. Now he's, in his defense... He said, well, we can look at it. Well, hello, they're already thinking of applying a a mileage tax in Oregon and Washington state. They're already thinking of doing this. So that when you drive, every mile you drive, you get taxed on that mile. And you have to pay taxes on gas. Freaking incredible. Not to mention you have to pay registration for the car, which is... Huge, especially in California. Might be cheaper somewhere else. Josie had to pay like $300 for registration on her four-year-old car. Um, Wow. You have to pay for um, your uh, smog to get done in California. Again, that's not every state, but that's in California. You have to pay in California. Our our gas prices are going to be about $455 in the summer because guess what happens in the summer? They change, the, they change the formula of the gas in summer, which is more expensive. And automatically you're looking at a $50 to a dollar a gallon rise in, in gas prices. Incredible. And by the way, who does this hurt? It hurts poor people. It, it hurts the middle class. It doesn't hurt the rich. Rich don't care. So I love this because Biden's policies are destroying himself and I'm okay with it. I just wish, I'm just afraid that his policies are going to destroy us long-term. I'm pretty sure if we can survive the next year and a half until we get rid of Congress, the Congress becomes Republican and the Senate becomes Republican, it's all going to become Republican in 2022. There's no way all of these are going to be okay. So just let's strap on our seatbelts and get ready for what's coming. And it's going to be bad. Uh, My last story, and I know I'm running late, but I'm probably going to be, this is probably going to increase the podcast. Tomorrow's is going to be awesome. So I I, I know I'm going to be speaking longer today, but tomorrow's going to be just one story. Actually, it's going to be two or three stories, but combined into one. Um, Andrew Cuomo, got to be done right now. Okay, right now he has nine people accusing him of sexual harassment. Okay, I don't really care about this. What a shock. Cuomo is a piece of garbage. Uh, the latest accuser is accusing him of kissing her when she didn't want it. Her name is Sherryville, and she seems really pissed off about it. And she's not young. She actually named herself. She hired Gloria Allred for it. And here's a big problem. Oh, God, they have pictures of it. And in the pictures, which Gloria Allred presented at the news conference, um, she looked really not happy. This is a bad thing. And by the way, Sherryville's married. Oh, yes, the high morality of our politicians. Cuomo responded by not denying it because I think he's done denying things. Um, he said it was to comfort her for I don't know what i I didn't read that part I didn't see anything about that, so I don't know what he was comforting her on, not that he was not that he doesn't think he was, but no one had mentioned anything that happened to her that she needed comforting, so he's done. what's tragic is he's done because of these sexual harassment claims um last week he was also found that he was. That if you were part of the Cuomo clan, you could get COVID testing when there was no uh, COVID testing. So his brother was able to get a COVID test and there were enough tests at the time. Wow, wow. Nothing like a little nepotism to show uh, the complete, just the complete terrible terribleness of this individual. I'm sorry. I, I just lost my words there. Um, finally, uh, who get, I, I got to tell you something. The previous two stories, which will probably get him impeached, have nothing to do with the 15,000 that his policies killed during the coronavirus. And no one's talking about this. And the fact that he covered it up. I mean, this was a guy who had a poster made about how well New York was doing. This guy wrote a book about his great leadership during COVID, during the COVID crisis in New York. And then he decide and then his policies actually killed a lot of people. And then he tried to hide it, but no one's covering that he's going to be impeached, but it's going to be for talking to women, I guess, and kissing women when he wasn't. I mean, that's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. He should be impeached for that. It's kind of gross and disgusting, but yeah, I would think him giving tests to people in his circle and his family and him his policies killing 15,000 people would and then trying to cover it up are probably more important. I'm going to say this every time. I've said this probably in the last 3-4 podcasts. Uh but oh so tomorrow we're going to talk about the destruction of our culture and actually it's not really the destruction, it's the illness that our culture is having because I I think there are some stories that happened this weekend that are really, really, really disgusting. And we should talk about it. This is going to be more of a philosophical conversation than anything else. Um, so you can uh, follow me on Parlor and Twitter and um, Rumble at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can follow me on Twitter at Runnin Fool. Um, if you don't know how to spell it, look it up. It's right on my podcast page. Uh, you can actually go download or listen to his podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, and you can visit my website at uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to take a look at all of the links that I have, and I do have a ton. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Ooh.